Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Hey, friends. TJ will be at the Omaha Funny Bone December 2nd through 4th, December 9th through 11th. He'll be at the Summit City Comedy Club in Fort Wayne, Indiana. If you'd like more details, go to his website, tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. I will be doing country clubs and holiday parties. If you're out there in the crowd, let me know. Here's a little uh, clue you can give me. Just yell out, and I'll know some 12 and a half is out there. Have a great turkey day, and we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with TJ Miller. We're back from the restaurant. I got to tell you right now, there's something about food. We're back in snackshin. Is that something is right. where you're back, back to snacking? Snackshin. Uh, there's something about food that just makes me less hungry than before I ate the food. <laughs> it's just going to make that That's joke. one of my favorite things about food is I feel less hungry after I eat it than before. How do you feel about that? I feel like every time I see uh, organic peanut butter, I sincerely think about putting the oil at the top in my hair. <laughs> well, I saw you do that at one point. I've done it before and God damn it. And it was off I'll do it again. the chisel. It was off the pickle. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I feel the same way. I like food a lot, but I'm liking my life now that I don't eat the entire portion. I don't let them determine how much I'm yeah. eating. We, we went out to dinner with some people from the club. At a place and, called Original Joe's. And it was delicious. Uh, but we learned things about the people we were eating with. You know, there's something about eating that makes people say things that would make a Billy Goat puke. No, that, that would make people... <laughs> You know, reveal things about themselves you wouldn't ordinarily know about them uh, because you're waiting for the food, so you have to actually talk. There's no other way around it, right? right. It would be some rude to sit there for 20 on, minutes. And yeah, not but talk some at all. people go on the internet or they're texting and stuff. But if you're real people like we are, yeah, and, yeah. You've, and people seem to. You're right. They they they're very forthright about their life. And I was interested, Andrea. I'm the wife and camera operator of the director Arnold that I'm working with this right, weekend. Right. Uh, soon to be uh, all on the internets. Uh, on the interweb? Coming to my channel near you soon. Um, is <laughs> The World Wide Web? World Wide Webby. Um, he sort of, uh, or sorry, she kind of was asking questions. It's always interesting to me when people kind of really sincerely go, well, what's your story? Everybody, 
Just think about that. With human beings, everybody has to say what their story is. So what's your story? What do you, and that's, think about that from like a primate example well, of kind of, you know, that you just want to know the history of the people you're with so you can understand them better. You know, if you want to steal money from them after the, the dinner. But what's interesting is they will choose just pieces of their story. And if you're listening and you do know their story, like it's your own wife telling it, she will choose things that you never thought were relevant in the least about your meeting or in your life or anything. Um, you know, for example, my wife, whenever we bring up that we met in an acting class, she won't say I invited her to my birthday party, which I did. She'll say that I had a keychain from Gold's Gym, and so did she, and that's how I like, said, oh, you go to Gold's Gym? I actually go to Gold's Gym, too. Which gym do you go to? Something like that. And I didn't think that was relevant to the story. That was probably the fourth or fifth thing that we were talking about during that brief moment, you know, after we met. But you met and her just, and you right she, away invited her to your birthday party? Um, I, I, I wrote down on a piece of paper uh, my phone number, gave it to her, and said, for Shakespearean actresses only, because she's a Shakespearean actress. Really? And said, uh, you know, the date when my birthday party was and my phone number. And it's funny because I had a friend, you know, we've talked about Arch Barker before, but we had a theory at the time that giving someone your phone number at the time is better is, than asking. No, no, no. Is, is actually the likelihood of them calling is the same as if you put that phone number inside a uh, suitcase, put that suitcase in your own closet. <laughs> like, we, we, we really believed that that was not. Like, it just wasn't uh, going to work out. So why did yeah. you take that route instead of asking for Exactly. Her I think I was feeling really like we had a nice rapport and some Dude, reason confident. I felt confident that it was actually going to happen. And then she called me and we had one of those conversations where it's like, this person really gets me and I get her for like an hour. Yeah, Two days later important. and I was one of those things where I was, you know, I was really like, wow, this person really like, we really have a nice like... We understand each other. We understand our sense of humor. So that's a part of the story that means something. And how to me. did your penis feel at that point? I got to tell you, it felt robust. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, you learn things about people. And you know, the camera fellow just walked in, Arthur, and I didn't. You know, we were surprised that Arthur. Um, I was very surprised that he uh, built a house. That's not something you expect. I couldn't from believe it, or that his name was Arnold. You I know, mean, both I'm, those things together. I'm impressed. To me. I'm impressed by that. What? Well, it's impressive that he built a house, and uh, his then his name is Arnold. And but to be I, fair, Arnold and Arthur are cartoon pretty characters. Similar. Pretty similar. The bottom line is he did something that I couldn't only dream of. I, I've told you this. I can't even figure out how to, how to get the drawstring back in my shorts. Like I'm not very handy. But this man right here, I didn't think that he. If you had, if we had had to go over under, I would say he had never put a uh, hammer to a nail. And yet he built but a house. I would agree. I'm that's not. not I'm not being disparaging. I, I'm sure. Um, you know. He, well, it's also that he's a tech guy. So yeah. He's got these cameras. Yeah. And he knows way around a computer. Yeah. And he fixed your car. And that kind of stuff doesn't imply that a guy would then rush off to buy some cement mixing. Yeah. He uh, built a house, and he built it from Lowe's. He went back every day. Nobody knows the Lowe's that he knows. <laughs> Never, never, never has one seen the highs and the lows that he knows. But that was a good story too. That he yeah. found out. He actually that found you out some kind of coupon yeah. code for thirty percent off. Thirty bucks off anything where you spent more than. Yeah, 30 bucks. yeah, sir. We're we're doing a podcast no, right now. That's not and uh, 
But you know what? I mean, Arthur, can you go find Arnold and explain what happened? Explain what happened? Wait, but so what? So it was 30, 30 bucks off of anything over 30 bucks? That can't be true. That's 100% true. That's yeah. So he basically bought a, a house so for thirty dollars. Kind of. You'd always That's what I took away bucks. from this. So I always yeah. Like yeah. So. so. Five, 20, 20, bucks a day each yeah. Day. Okay. So. And you were completely able to do that. Yeah. yeah. So he bought it. I can't built believe a house that for, for thirty dollars. Yeah. Is my math correct? No, but he it built was it for thirty dollars. Forty-five thousand dollars. Now, we've wow. talked about how my wife is a CVS super saver. In fact, when I buy something, balloons and confetti falls down every time because uh, they know I'm a super Arthur's saver. Wife, now, I'm wondering. Anders. I'm just wondering. Just let me finish here. I'm wondering if my wife could do the same deal that you did at Lowe's and maybe build a house off stuff that she's bought at CVS. Just a thought. Just, just a thinking just a, man's thought. Just one idea in the hemisphere. Uh, and so, yeah. yeah, so... So it was an interesting dinner. We found out a lot of different things yeah, about these, you, you really about these nice people we've things. been spending time with. You know, you realize you spend time with people and you really don't know much about you. For example, about, about you, uh, about the people you're with. For example, we've done over hundreds of hours of podcasting together. Mm-hmm. And there's still things I'm discovering about you. What would that be? Well, I'm discovering that you feel really strongly about when people trip. Now that's a segue. You know, uh, you feel very strongly that if someone trips not to go, are, are we you on okay? A, or am I about to go on a tour of downtown San Jose? Because that was a segue. <laughs> that's uh, right. Yeah, I didn't know that about you. I, I thought that it's, you know, you tripped on the way up the stairs and immediately <laughs> made me think of how when people trip, often the other people are like, you okay? And it's like, yeah, I'm okay. You can see that I haven't fallen. I'm not bleeding. I right. don't need any. It's really kind of a disparaging thing. And I understand yeah. that it's sort of a knee jerk. Ideally, it's a reflex. Let's be clear. I didn't trip and fall backwards down the stairway. But in which case, saying. in which case you but might that's have said, what I'm saying. hey, you, you okay. sort of stumble. Yeah. When you stumble over, you stumble off of a curb or something. People go, hey, you okay? And that's yeah. more of a, I want to point out that you don't have complete control over your physical apparatus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you all right with that? <laughs> I like you. You often call the human body the physical apparatus. I, I you like know what that. I do. You climb know aboard I, my apparatus. I actually put that on the second note to my uh, future wife. I said, "Climb aboard I, my apparatus." Am I about to defecate? Because I'll tell you what I do do. <laughs> I do do a thing where they say, "Hey, are you okay?" And I go, "No, call an ambulance. I've got to get out of here." And then I'll start screaming and I'll try yeah. and attack. I try and hug them. Yeah, this is pre-pandemic. Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I, we but should I start, digress. We should start. You like it when people say that and they haven't digressed at all. But I digress. No, we, you were talking about the same topic the entire time. You just clipped a bit to the left. <laughs> uh, I really. I, I'm going to start no doing that. No pun intended. No, no pun, pun achieved. achieved. <laughs> uh, I I kind of like. Uh, I'm going to start doing that. That was pre-pandemic. Yeah. So I'm going to start saying. Well, I used to be able to nail a. A nine-inch railroad uh, spike into a board with my penis, but that was pre-pandemic. Yeah, you know, just all kinds of stuff like well, that. That's what like, I. That's I mean, that basically, that's what I always say when I go. Uh, yeah, things were big, different back then. You know, back then we would uh, kick people to death in the streets. Yeah, I love that. You know, that's, but, you know, uh, it'd be like it was a different time. It was a different time. Things used to be a lot bigger down there, but uh, that was pre-pandemic. Yeah. But you can use the pre-pandemic thing for so many things. I mean, it's It is. That's a practice living in the modern age right there. The pre-pandemic. 
pandemic. In an inefficient uh, and out-of-date way, we bring you Practical Living in the Modern, modern age. age. Time now for another Triple Banger Lightning, lightning Round. round. Uh, I'm excited to see you. Triple now. Banger so Lightning guys. Round. It's always fun. You know, the show is really based on uh, we enjoy talking together and talking to each other. Which, talking together. Talking uh, each other. We, we enjoy talking out loud. Talking each other. I like talking out loud and uh, expressing my thoughts verbally. I prefer it. It's a, it's a verbal expression of my thoughts. That's really what I it prefer is. to do that but, um, out of the nude. But this is, of course, a, uh, you know, a to-be-continued episode, and you're probably wanting to hear another triple banger lightning round question three at this point, I believe. And um, what's more contagious, um, syphilis or horn honking? Or syphilitic horn honking, which is where you've gotten to a point of your syphilis where you've gone insane and all you do is honk, honk, honk because you've got a sick little yeah. donk. Yeah. I just, I like, I like syphilis jokes. I feel like they're current. They're it's, in my opinion, it's, it's the best. Chlamydia and syphilis are the two funniest STD names. I love, I love the syphilis STD the clap. Yeah. The clap is good, though. Not bad. Not bad. Why do they call it the clap? Do you know? You had it a no. couple of times. No, I don't. You know, remember I don't. you swore me to secrecy and you said, don't ever tell April? No, no, no. I'm, I'm just Unless the guy that tripped on the-, on the stairs and you mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's how I Not enough it. people knew that if you get chlamydia, yeah. all you have to do to, to turn that off is just... <laughs> Now you don't the have clapper. the clap. That's more of the clapper. Yeah. Now you do have the clap. Yeah. I mean... Now um, you have the beginnings of what looks like it may be chlamydia. <laughs> but why when one person honks their horn in traffic, is it now free, because everybody, free game for everyone to Because do everybody wants to, and they're all trying to be polite. And some of them know that it's not going to move, and <clears throat> then honking your horn does nothing. But then when somebody does it, they're like, all right, now it's free reign to be able to go for it. It's go time. And then they go for it. And I think that's okay. But isn't it Noise proof pollution of, like that doesn't bother if me. If two much. or three people do it at once, isn't it proof that nothing really is going to be changing the situation if we're all stuck in between all the other cars that are honking? It's really just a, a group frustration. I put on a back honk. Put on a rear horn. Ah, the rear honker. What I did was the old, uh, the old when people rear honk forward, I, I I honk backwards. Yeah, see, so it's like passing along. It's like passing gas. Yeah, it's like okay. All right. Yeah, a rear honker. Rear honking it. They should have rear honk horns. dog style. They <laughs> honk dog style. There's the name of the episode. You know, I always feel like my life is complete when we, uh, or you usually in particular. Uh, just kind of coin the phrase honk dog style. Honk dog style. <laughs> <laughs> I do love uh, honk dogging it. Yeah, that's a Kate thing, is that even in college, uh, we used to um, we used to say that, all that stuff. Do you, do you want to go drink it up, drink dog style? Yeah. Do you want to go, uh, maybe we should, uh, you know, just anything was something dog style. Yeah, and I don't know why doggy. that made us, but honk. honk it up, honk dog style. You what know, about honky doggy. You you like to put the Y on the end ever? Or let's honk, the, let's honk dog it up, honk doggy style. No, yeah. you never no, do you doggy never do because never do doggy that. style, yeah. of course, yeah, is a sexual position. You never say he uh, want to have sex dog style. That's yeah, weird. That's true. <laughs> that doesn't that's true. sound as cute. It doesn't sound cute at all. Um, I don't know that the other one sounds that cute either. Uh, doggy style. Yeah, it's cuter. 
It's true. I've never used it. Have you used it with a woman to no, say like, never. would you like to have sex never. doggy style? In fact, there's never ever in my lifetime been any uh, sort of preamble about exactly which positions are going to be engaged in. Ever. Really? No discussion. Never. Uh, because it's all know, her. It's all her decision. No, actually. She's uh, just throwing you around. I'm steering this ship. I'll steer it clear of any trouble. Wow. Okay? I'm in charge. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Two firemen are I'm, butt I'm, fucking. I'm, in, I'm the tour guide. Smoke filled firehouse. <laughs> fire chief comes and goes. Did you check everyone for smoke inhalation? One of the firefighters goes. How do you think this got started? How do you think this shit got started? <laughs> That's uh, John Fox's first uh, joke every single evening for 20 years. Uh, his opening joke. It killed. It killed. Did you, sm- did, you, did, you check, did you check for smoke inhalation? How do you think this shit got started? Should we? I yeah. dare you to start yours. <laughs> I will not. I, I will not dishonor. I mean, he delivered it with such gusto. Should we tell that uh, at the end of the, like before the set list to the song? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do it I that I have way. a feeling this is going to be a great audience It's going to be a heck of an evening. It's but anyway, yeah, I love Honk It Up Honk Dog style. Yeah. We've been doing that. That's like a joke that she and I have had for like, I don't know. I mean, now it would be 20 years. It's one of those few jokes that's never going to get old because it's as utilitarian as it is funny. Yeah, yeah. It has such a wide range. I think everybody, all the 12 and a half may may have one like this, but it has such a wide range of possibilities that can never really get old. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, should we, uh, you know, but you can't use it with that. You can't go, well, you want to, yeah, you want to go to the art museum and look it up, look Look at art, look at art dog style. <laughs> you can't exactly do that. <laughs> right, Let's see right. some art, art dog style. Right, that, right, that works right. okay. Now time for a section we like to call, Where Were You? Where Were You? When you weren't wherever you are now, where were you? I wanted to tell you one other beach story. I was swimming the other day and uh, I wanted to see how long I swam in the ocean for. And so I asked these people that were passing by uh, on the beach as I walked home. I said, hey, uh, what time is it? And he looked at his wife and he goes, hey, uh, and he didn't look at his watch even. He kind of looked at the sun, looked at his wife, and he goes, I think it's about um, 1, maybe one thirty." And now, I, I didn't but ask But he had for, a watch? No, he, he didn't have a watch. Have a watch. Okay, he didn't no. check anything. He didn't just say, I don't have a watch, which is what I would have preferred. Or check moment. your phone. All right? right. I don't know if he had a phone or not, but I would have preferred he checked his watch because I was like... I didn't ask for an estimate. I could have estimated. In fact, right. um, I know that when I left the house, it was two o'clock. So <laughs> unless <laughs> unless I swam back in time, you're Which really bad fair. with estimates. Okay, <laughs> I did not swim back in time. I mean, it was. It has to be either two forty-five or three at this point. You just guessed one or one thirty. We've really gone backwards in terms of what I needed from you, and so I was angry. Why do you think he did that? And I, think I, I forcefully like, pushed him into the ocean. And he went and back I, in time. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw him uh, the next day. Yeah. And I saw him the day before. Yeah. No, I mean, it was really, uh, speaking of going back in time. When, uh, you got, when, yeah. you got home, when you got home, he was there uh, headed out for his walk with yeah. his wife. It just was such a, not only was he estimating, it was such a bad estimate. It was like yeah. such a, imagine if I actually needed to be somewhere and now I think it's one o'clock 
and it's really two forty-five. I thought you were going to say that he was. He said, uh, "Time for you to get a new watch." Where do you stand on that? Yeah, show? that that's that's an, that's an old classic. Uh, I don't I don't think I don't think anybody. Yeah, likes I don't think you it. need to. Yeah, I don't think you can get a good laugh at that. Um, yeah, no one is like, "Holly, you're right." But I, it's, you know what that yeah. is. That's a dick thing to say, uh, couched in a joke. Yeah, yeah, it's mean spirited. So it's quite hurtful, really is. Now, I will say this. I did go back in time recently. I wanted to tell you about that. We talked about how I had a minor surgery recently. Yeah. And uh, they had to put me down. They had to put me under. Oh, my God. And I had never like been, I had never gone under before. They were uh, putting you down, down dog style. <laughs> down dog style. Down doggy style. Downward doggy style. I, I had never gone under before. That is a really strange experience. Have you gone under? What are you talking about? Were you they never had anesthesia? No, not for my. I've never been out cold like that. Never. It's oh, so all weird. The time. It's so weird to me well, to have, have them you say. Ever had a colonoscopy? Hello. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I've look. I've I had never brain surgery. I've had brain surgery. Do you think I've it's really a like weird experience to have times. someone go? Okay, it's going to take effect in a second here, and all of a sudden you're gone, and then you're in a different room. And you're awake, and nothing happened in between. Nothing. It is the closest thing to time travel that we have. Well, it's like sleep. I mean, that's what sleeping is. No, because sleeping you dream, and so I think you're aware of some uh, elapsed time that's that's you happened. Can, you can I have can't. Dream. You can have dreams, though. Really? I was I was only yeah, out for twenty minutes. Kate, I didn't dream. Kate has had a dream or two, but no. I mean, it's meant to. Your brain doesn't go into a dream state. And so you're absolutely right. It is like time travel. You it really from, feels like time but travel. But you know what else is like that? What's that? Um, for me, and I don't do it much anymore, but uh, I used to, I would be so tired getting on flights because I would be so late or whatever. And um, I would then, uh, um, I would just get on the flight barely and then I would fall asleep and I would wake up in another town. That That's like pretty time. close it to time like, travel. It felt yeah. like a teleportation. Now, did you it felt use... It like I, I sat in my seat and then a blink of an eye later, almost literally, you know... A, Was a, there an a, anesthesiologist a involved? Because shouldn't they have that on each... Shouldn't they have that well, at each I, airport? That I would I be say, sweet. When I say going on a plane, I mean, yeah. I got a colonoscopy. <laughs> how, how bad is it for you? Because I enjoyed it very much. Going under like that. Well, the Did older, you, the older do, do people you, do it for pleasure? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, but it's... I mean, if you're an anesthesiologist, don't you have some of that shit at your house? Well, that's a big thing, though, is that some of these anesthesiologists, they can use a little bit yet less than they declared or whatever, and so it can be... Um, yeah, they some of them end up being drug addicts almost because really? they have access. So they sure. actually do use it a lot. Well... I don't know that many of them are drug addicts, but I'm saying they have access to these drugs and they know exactly how to administer them. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think you're right. I, I like it, but more that it just comes and goes. I think it's weird as you start to fade away. And then, and you know, COVID was really awful because Kate got a couple procedures where she had to go under and it's so fun to be with the person and see them kind of. But much more. I thought it was terrifying right before it stuff. happened. I thought it was terrifying right as it was happening, having Why? not experienced it. I don't know. I just was worried I wouldn't wake up. It's weird to have so to know that all of a sudden you're going to be not on this earth. That's what my mother. That's not. True. I was scared, but I was really you won't scared. be conscious on this earth. But my mother gets really scared um, about going under. She she thinks, oh, I'm not going to wake up, and I never think about that. And I think it's because of my brain surgery. I think that because that happened 
Um, and uh, because that happened and because, um, you know, I had no choice but to go under no choice and I almost died anyway, I don't know. I just, I trust the medical, uh, I trust the medical community implicitly when it comes to that stuff because I don't think you have another choice. And so rarely does somebody die from, uh, from anesthesia. You know? Well, this didn't help my confidence level. When we went in, they put me the wrong way. The, the bed was faced in the wrong direction, and the nurse and the doctor started arguing about it. She no, goes, no, we always true. do it this other way. And she's like, no, we, we've done it this way. And they argued for, all it takes is 10 seconds, so you're a little un- uncomfortable. Yeah, that's, now that is scary. And then the nurse finally apologized and said, you know what? We usually do this thing in a different room, so it's my fault, my bad. And I just don't really want to hear... The nurse saying, my bad, even. No, you do not. You know? And then she said, shit happens. <laughs> and then when you came out of it, she goes, you okay there? <laughs> you all right? So. How's your physical apparatus? <laughs> um, practical living in a modern age. Before we do some maskers to close out the show, a little practical living? Um, Absolutely. In an inefficient and out-of-date way, we bring you... Practical living in the modern age. I like to see what I'm doing here with my hands. You know where you make your hand into a frame? Yeah, I only saw one of your hands, so it looked like you were making a looser. So I'm making a hand into a frame and framing a person's head. The practical living in the modern age is people like that. People like it when you do that to them. They do. It makes them feel special. We're like, you know what I see here? And you go like this, and you kind yeah, of tilt your body. Well, they, I wish you could see that, this first vision. No, no, but yeah. for people who can't understand, it's like when a director is trying to imagine yeah. a frame. Yeah. Or a photographer is framing somebody just using two L's with yeah. their, their hands. And yeah. Try it next time. Right. Instead of just saying, I like that hat or I like that shirt, frame it. Be like, I like that. That's a great idea. Did yeah. you talk about that on stage? No. You're I'll absolutely do it tonight. Right. It really yeah. works. People are like, huh, I'm a special person. Because you can do it to an audience member. Yeah. Like, great. And say, what do you think? How does that make yeah. you feel? Do you like that? Yeah. 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 That's funny. You can also look at the person and say, like, I'm going to give you a compliment and then I'm going to see if the same compliment works better doing this. <laughs> or maybe you got to do it the other way. Yeah. No, no, no. It looks, it makes maybe people I'll try feel it really tonight. good. You go, look, it'll make people watch. Tell, tell me if this makes you feel special. And you look at somebody and you go, I really, I'm really liking what you're doing here with your hair. Yeah. 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 Like what what you there. decided to wear. Look at that. I like what I'm seeing. Now there. I'm going to do the same compliment on this guy over here. We'll see if he feels like it feels so good. I don't like your fucking hair, dumbass. You old pig liquor. You looked a fifty dollar pig. Right. See, you don't see? like it as much without Didn't me like framing it, it. Yeah, it had to do with the framing. Yeah, it did. That's a good one. Let's do some. Uh, we have to get to a show pretty soon, but let's do some maskers. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it for sure. Like eighty-five percent of superheroes, this is maskers. That's because you know. I've got some maskers built up, and we're going to do a full maskers episode next time, right? Yeah, because uh, we really maybe we love your the show. Can we do it after the show or not? Mm, Probably not. Maybe, 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 maybe. Um, we've got so many good ones here. I don't even know where to start. Just start at the beginning, and let's let's just do one for as long as we can after the show. Okay. Let's see here. Um, well, this is uh, this is from. Uh, well, this is more of a story, but this is J. Fro Faucheau. I love J. Fro Faucheau. Who's one of the greatest people that write us and 
uh, are in the 12 and a half. But we always, uh, I always am so happy to hear. Write. Everybody I was, write. I was so happy when I, I'm not sure. Have, have you met Jay uh, Fro, Fosho? Oh, Fosho, I have. Fosho, you have? Uh, yeah, Fosho. Because when I meet these people it's who I read, I've been reading their masters all these years, it's so special to me to be like, someone, they always have that look on their face where I was like, hey, I'm in the 12 and a half. I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks for listening. I'm like, I'm Jay Fro, Fo Show. Yeah, it's just it's like that moment where I'm like, it's you? It's yeah. just awesome. So I don't know where you live, but we love you and we love what you write. Uh, Jay Fro, Fo Show writes, Dearest Cash and TJ, I have a funny story to share. This weekend I went to Victoria, B.C., for my first large family function since COVID began, I decided to pack light. So I packed only enough clothing for the two-day trip. No extras. On Saturday, I wore my uh, $125 emergency exit seat. I'm that hero. Top. Signed by TJ. On March 13th, 2020. Yeah. In New Westminster, BC. At his last show before the world shut down. That's pre-pandemic talk. Yeah, that really okay? is. God, I remember. It that. never I was occurred really to going me. Crazy. There. It never occurred to me until it was too late that yesterday was the 20th anniversary of 9/11, and of course, someone had to point it out to me. I said, "Well, at least I'm not drinking my coffee out of this quote. This dick won't suck itself mug." <laughs> <laughs> I got them to laugh, but I'm fairly certain I am cut out of their will as of Monday. <laughs> <laughs> this dick won't suck itself mug. Did you do you sell that? Do you have a mug like that? No, but did I'm you it did down. you coin that I phrase? I, I I knew you had something about that. I wasn't sure what it was. Um, this dick won't. Instead of this dick's not going to suck itself, it's just a proclamation of this dick won't suck itself. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. It's so ridiculous. I don't like the. I don't want to talk on the airplane. I think that's why it's so perfect story. I just don't want to get into it. Uh, you know, because if you start a conversation, it's so risky. It could go on the whole flight. It's hard. The one conversation I had on a flight that was really great was with this basketball player. Yeah. Who was a center that had played for a lot of different places. Yeah. And he was a guy who's never going to be like a basketball star, LeBron James. He sort of wasn't a guy that was going to be on one team. They He would get traded a lot. Yeah. And, you know, I think he probably made a few million dollars a year, but Do you know nothing who he might have been? crazy. You, you don't remember? His name was like... His name, I think, was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, you know, but no, it was something a- like... Um, <laughs> his last name was... He was from Indiana, and he yeah. was something like... Uh, like Larry Bird, maybe? Yeah, you got it going on. I'm going to look it up, because it is interesting, and I should know this, because I talk about this. But he played for the Denver Nuggets. Um... And here I got the demo. And it was so fascinating to be next to him. People took pictures with him. And he uh, must have been very recent. Uh, Mason Plumley. Okay. Yeah. I've Do you heard know his him? Name. Yeah, I've heard his name. So he, um, he was really, really nice. Really, really cool. And he sort of... Um, you know, talk to me about what it was like to be in the NBA. And again, he was not a, um, he was never going to be a huge, uh, you know, guy. And he was, he, I see now he's nine years younger than me. So he's, he was in his 30s. How tall is he? He is six foot 10. See, that's the thing. And I've talked about this on the show. Anybody over six, eight, I mean, if you're, if you're that tall and you don't play basketball, you're a, 
a human waste of a tall person. Well, and what he, he should is, play basketball. I mean, what else? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Six foot eleven. Yeah, I mean that's you have no and excuse. He, but he's from Indiana, and so he got it done. And when he his, gets up, he he when he gets up from his seat outside, he brings rain. He really gets up. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, I think that it was really interesting to talk to him because he was, um, he was just a dude who. Um, knew that he was never going to, but he, he really enjoyed what he was doing. But what we talked about, I said, do people take pictures with you um, because you're tall or because you're a famous basketball player? And he said both. And I said, and he told me that a lot of Asians want to take a picture with him because he's just such an anomaly, like Asian tourists. And then we were talking about he was spending money and getting fitted for a sports car. Because he can't fit in almost any car. See, that just stop right there. I love that expression. I'm being fitted for a sports car. Yeah. So you know that you're a really unique person, if that's necessary. He really is. And then he said that, you know, he always has to fly first class. And he has to sort of sit in the front, the bulkhead row. And he said he enjoyed playing for different places. But it was really clear that, you know, a person like that at age 30 or something, you're kind of halfway done with your career. Oh, more than half. Yeah, and no, so... No, no, he's, he only has like five years left, probably. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, an NBA player, maybe 38 might be the the limit for most. I mean, especially if you're not a star. He'll probably be out in five years. Really? And then what do you do? That's why I've, I, I think often when I'm talking to my kids about what we should be pursuing in life, I think often of your... Um, Maybe philosophy. not a, philosophy. I was going to say advice, but your philosophy early on. Uh, why do something you can't do the rest of your life? Why learn that thing? Try to learn things you can do the rest of your life. Well, I just always thought, what is the point of me becoming a great lacrosse player? I just right. didn't get that. And I felt that way about my sister. And it's really, in my opinion, sort of heartbreaking because, and I have two sisters this happened to. They were all state. Right? Lacrosse. All American lacrosse. Yeah. And then they both got full rides to college, which is great. But in college, if you get a full ride, you have to be on the lacrosse team, right? And then they didn't get played. They were mostly on the bench. There were other girls that were better Mm -hmm. from the East Coast, had started earlier, were on better teams. And so eventually they just sort of you know, two years of their college career is, is practicing this sport that they don't really play. Yeah. Because those places have deep benches because why not? They've got the money to pay girls and see if any of them, you know, break well, out. Well, and it's frustrating because you can't even, even if you're at a level below professional, you know, after I played college baseball, I went on and played in a wood bat league, which is pretty competitive league. And we even traveled to Arizona and play other teams, that kind of thing. Really? And at the age of like 35, I started to get hurt all the time, just like major leaguers do at that age. Uh-huh. And I just could no longer play. It was no fun. I was getting hurt every, it would take me two weeks to recover from each game. I didn't game. know that. Why oh, do they yeah. call it the wood bat Well, you're league. using, you know, in college you're playing with an aluminum bat. So it's actually more like professional baseball when you play with a wood bat. Um, in yeah. some ways, no, that um, there makes were some sense. good guys. There were some ex-major leaguers out there. It was a good league, but eventually yeah, you break what down, do you do? and, and the- you're halfway through your life, and you can't do it anymore. That's why surfing makes sense. Swimming sports that you're not you're going to be able to do for longer periods of time. Yeah, and you know? Mason, I think part of me with Mason sort of felt like um, it just it felt like he was a freak of nature, and he knew that. 
But one time he made, he said, he said, well, how tall are you? And I said, um, you know, I'm six, I always thought I was six two, but I guess I'm six three. But my doctor recently said I was six four, so I guess I'm yeah. six four. And he goes, oh yeah, when he measured you, were you, were you wearing those Balenciagas? <laughs> and it was, and then I kind of got self-conscious about yeah. it. And I realized that in his life, the only thing he can hold over everybody, and I mean this literally, he can hold almost anything over somebody. Yeah. What can't he hold in the air over someone? Yeah. None of this is working for you? Yeah. <laughs> Come on now, he's tall. <laughs> he can hold a basketball up over somebody. Yeah, yeah. Um, Is his height. Well, here's so an ex- he would here's tease all these people about being shorties, whereas dwarfs cannot say, oh, really, how short are you? Do you know what I'm saying? So even that if was he's, a weird even thing. Even if he's not the most intelligent creature, here's a phrase he's never used. Yeah, I can't follow you, man. That, that went over my head. I'm not That's giving a it up. Zinger. That's I'm a not zinger. giving it up because of what you left me <laughs> out hanging. You left me hanging and dangling on the side of the dock. Um, but you know, he's. It's true. What does he do after that? And so I hope those guys. I hope a guy like him is really saving a lot of money and not really living beyond his means. But it's true that he's not flying private. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were flying him into. He. We were going to. Uh, I forget. We were going to somewhere, St. Louis. Yeah. And he was headed there to maybe p- To play. see if he could fit under the arch. Do I get that? Does that work for you? Oh, uh, you got that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> chicka, chicka. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, so he, that was just fascinating. And, you know, yeah. of course, we got to talking and it eventually came up what I, you know, who I was. And so that was interesting, too, that he kind of was like, um, you know, interested in that, but also looking at me like, well, how much longer is he? Because I'm sure he saw me as a sort of utilitarian player also who's famous, but maybe not as famous as a big, big movie star. And, you know, but of course the difference is, is I, I'm not going to get hurt playing. You know, I can act up until you're in your 60s or 70s or whatever. So... That was a very, very interesting experience that I'm not sure how we got to it. I mean, you can, you can act your way out of a dry paper bag, and I've been meaning to tell you that. Thank you. A and wet a paper bag. A wet paper bag, I'll just burst through like yeah. Kool-Aid man. But you're so, you're so strong, you could, you could act out of a dry paper bag. And another uh, masker's here. I'm really trying to get you to laugh, but it's just not going to happen. You're today. almost there. Uh, Nathaniel White writes, he's one of our favorites. We love Nathaniel. Writes, Regret- regrettable romantic encounter with a cyclops. One-eyed stand. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> that is a one-eyed stand. That's so funny. I, th- that's, you I know, thought that's he was my going favorite, somewhere else with that's it. That's my favorite thing to yell at umpires when they miss a call. You Open your eyes, Cyclops. It's a good one. Good and idea. no one ever really laughs at it. Open your like eye. It. Yeah, open Cyclops. your eye, Cyclops. Yeah, I, like I love that when, when, a, when a guy uh, doesn't do a, a call correctly. One-eyed um, stand. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Uh, Aaron McDonald writes, uh, do proctologists give rectumendations? I think it could have been rectumendations. But yeah, I think they give rectumendations. And that's just kind of like, hey, listen, you got some blood in your stool. Maybe there's an L in there. Come on over to my friend. Rectumendations? Or did I blow that? No, I don't think there's an L in there. No, rectumendations. Yeah. 
That was close. That was yeah, I think recommendations. Yeah, that works for sure. I love that, Aaron. Goodness gracious. And you know what? That deserves two butt fucks in a firehouse. <laughs> butt fucking is so, such a funny. <laughs> I said I told that joke to Kate and she started laughing when I said the Did word you? butt fuck. <laughs> Why is that funny, do you think? I don't know. People don't use it anymore, but they really <laughs> should say, like, everyone says anal sex, but you should say, so you're getting a butt fuck tonight? <laughs> butt fuck. <laughs> Nathan Peterson writes, maskers, cornucopia fetish, plenty horny for the horn of plenty. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that one's awfully complicated, but I think it comes through. Yeah, yeah that's plenty. when you really got to think about that one. You're going to have to dig your And is it the horn of plenty? Is that what it's called? The Horn of Plenty? Yeah. that's. Wow. A, I mean, that's a brilliant one. I think that took a while to think of, and it was even harder to say. That takes the cake and all the other desserts, <laughs> as well as the rest of the food. That takes the kit and the caboodle. <laughs> that takes the rectum and the endation. <laughs> well, we're just looking for an out point now. We're just trying to, we, you know, there's a time. There's a time and a place. We're going to get the perfect maskers. That's what we're going to do. Here, Here's one. One more. Christopher Cross Michael McDonald writes. <laughs> I love these people. Yeah, Heavenly great. overlooker with a drinking problem. Bacardian Angel. Ha 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 